There we go. We are live. Super excited today. So I have an old school black belt. Those guys that know that uh, I've been around for a long time. And if you are black belt of mine, you got numbers. And this is number. We've looked up your number. You're not in the 90s. You're in the 60s, bud. You're a number. Oh, I flipped it. Yes. 63. You're not 93. You're 63, which is even uh, which is even. I mean, to be in the top 100 is already one thing. But to be in the 60s is uh, is quite is quite is quite something. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, so I'm super excited. I want to just introduce you a little bit because uh, I've known you since you were a kid when your dad brought you. And I was yeah. reading through your, you know, your bio, too, and, and remembering that, uh, you know, you're from you were born, I think, in Argentina. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. So and then you got to come here to the United States. You, you kind of settled here in Chatsworth. That's how we got to know it. And then. You had this love for music, and I kind of remember that when you were training, and you got a full ride scholarship all the way to Hawaii. With that, we'll, you know, we'll speak a little bit more on that, and and then today you're you're uh, in the film industry, and and now you're trying to kind of launch something that you, of your own project, which is is pretty awesome in, in itself. So, with no further ado, this is Lissandro. Hello, hello, right. and, <laughs> and you know your dad. Just so before we get started, man, I remember your dad so much. Your dad was such a, uh, he loved coming and watching you do when you were young doing martial arts. You know, he talked to me all the time. So it was fun. It was, I kind of miss your dad. I think I've seen him once or twice on the parade route uh, in Chatsworth, right? And, uh, you know, he he always, you know, he always kind of goes out to me and I I make sure when I see him, I, I run over to him and say hi. So. Well, let's talk about that first. Now, you know, number 63, because, you know, I'm I'm in, close to the 700s now as far as black belts go. And That's you were number nice. 63, right? And so <laughs> it's uh, now, did you start with me on Lassen and DeSoto or did you start with me in when I was on uh, on the corner here on Canoga and Devonshire? Um, I, I was at um, Lassen. Next to Pizza Hut and the donut. Right. So that that's you started in the original studio. You know what's funny about that? Is that's up again for lease. And there was a 99 cent store there for a while. And if you go in that 99 cent store, you would have a sense of what you walked into because the they never changed the tile. They never changed <laughs> the paint on the wall. You know, it still had that red that's stripe right. going across. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, wow, it's just like stepping back in time. Um, every time I walked in that place and, you know, that since the pandemic, that, that 99 cent store is closed, but yeah, that's what, that's where, uh, that's where you started. So what do you remember about those days? I mean, you had me when I was pretty hardcore, man. I was a hardcore I, instructor back then. I don't remember it being, I, I don't have anything to compare it to as far as like <laughs> the strictness of it. So I, I, it was a great time, <laughs> you know, like we learned a lot more than karate too. Like. The, the discipline, the self-discipline, the training, the practicing, all, you know, you take that with you in any part of your life. So that that that's with me. And then you did like a bunch of other additional components that I'm sure a bunch of other people don't do, which really tied back to school and doing good in school and supporting your parents. And so there was like a, a real built-in uh family first dynamic structure along with the training and the being strong and the being able to protect yourself yeah, um, and trying to never use it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, you know, I look back on those days and, and I mean, you're in my top 100, which is, um, which is pretty, which is pretty awesome because we go through, I've gone through these stages of, generations and um and believe it or not going through different generations of parents even uh you know um and being able to to watch them the difference in parenting from then to parenting to now it's it's a lot of the same and a lot of different it's just kind of weird so it's it's always good to get get back and and uh and talk to to black belts that are now off in life, grown grown men. Are you married yet or, or not? No. no. Single, so, trying to figure out my career still, like Hollywood uh-huh. land. It yeah. It makes it hard. 
<laughs> yes. Well, that's right. So we, so you have this love for music. Let's talk about that real quick on what that looked like for you. I mean, what was your, 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 your musical instrument of choice? What is it about music that, that intrigued you the most and how did that get you a full ride scholarship? Um, I think music was always like a thing in my house. My dad had a perfect pitch, so he'd always pick up the guitar and like play whatever he just heard. And it was like so simple to him. And it was like so magical to me that he could just like do that. And so that was something that was always in our house. And then middle school, I started beginning instruments on the clarinet. And I was like a heavy set guy. So the teacher was like, hey, we need a tuba player. Do you want to go to Disney World? And I was like... I can learn the tuba. I love Disney World. <laughs> so learned the tuba like within a couple months, just basically learned the pieces for this performance competition thing. And then kind of stayed in the realm of tuba after that and uh, went to um, middle school. My teacher was really hard core too, discipline wise. Um, so I think maybe that's why I didn't correlate karate being too disciplined, but it was right. very disciplined because <laughs> um, music kind of carries that same thing too. It's very specific. If it's wrong, it's wrong. You know, it's there's no there's no gray space in music just as much as there's karate doing it right or wrong. Um, so that kind of carried over and middle school went to a performing arts high school just for music. Liked it that much. <laughs> was practicing like a lot was like it was really competing with karate time because like middle school was like so many activities um was practicing like a two hours a day just to be the best at whatever i was doing so if it was the tube i was going to be the best at it <laughs> and then uh performed in high school at a competition in hawaii got seen by one of the judges was one of the teachers at the university got asked to stay after talked with him a little bit he was like, this is what you need to kind of get a scholarship situation at this school. I was already having a music scholarship situation somewhere else and kind of Hawaii won, of course, over the other mm -hmm. school. So just prepared all the materials that they needed, went to a recording studio, laid it all down on my tuba uh, professionally, and uh, then got offered the full ride over in Hawaii and couldn't turn that down. <laughs> so that is... So what was it like being in school in Hawaii? How'd you like it? I have, I can almost say there's no regrets. Um, it, the hardest part was having like beautiful, beautiful weather and going like, I have to go sit in a lecture hall with 200 people right now underground or wherever it was, these like weird buildings. So a lot of the time it was like, oh, Math 100, we're going to go to the beach today. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, you know, I did succeed in the subjects that I was interested in and um, kind of in college was where I kind of burnt out a little bit on music because I was doing so much of it. My scholarship was like a lot of involvement in different bands and pet bands and it was first time in college. So like my activities were like to the max first time alone out of state without parents. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that is definitely, uh, that's definitely something when you're off on your own. I mean, you're on your own, you're on your own. And then you're in Hawaii on top of it. So, uh, it was great to be away, but it was also, you know, like first time away. Mm -hmm. No rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's when self-discipline either, either, either you're going to take your lessons or you're going to take your lickings. One of the two is going to, going to, is going to, is going to take place. That's for sure. I, I tell everybody that you either take the lessons you've learned with you or you're going to take your lickings of life. So, and you're going to get a little bit of both as, as, as you, uh, you know, find your way into, uh, you know, what, what that looks like. So, but that's good. You know, I've been watching you now on Facebook for a while. I know that you have, uh, um, you know, it's obvious that, you know, you get a black belt because, of, you know, you know, you got to have some kind of discipline, self-discipline to get through black belt testing, especially through me back in those days. But uh, then you have uh, this discipline with music, I mean, which is another discipline in itself. And then this has landed you now into Hollywood, which is a. Uh, you know, not an easy, uh, not an easy venture. 
you know? And so, uh, I've been watching you for a while and I know that you've got some projects on, on, on hand that you're wanting to do. And I, that's why I wanted to have you on and see, see what, uh, you know, what you're doing in life. Cause I kind of follow, I've got quite a few of my, my black belts I get to watch and, and watch you guys grow up and then, uh, become your own person and, and, uh, watch what you guys do for, you know, in life. So let's talk about what, how did, first of all, let's talk about how you got into, uh, cause it says on your, on your resume, how you've done some assisting productions and what does that look like in the lineup of Hollywood? So, so people that are listening to us can understand. So what, what did you do and how did you get to that part? And then we'll talk so about your projects. I started from the bottom. Um, I, when I came back from college, um, I came back because my mom was sick. She's totally good now. Um, and left grad school, came, had started grad school. My mom got sick, came back just to be a part of helping and around. And um, that kind of brought me to like, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do as a job? As a, you know, do I go back to school here? So I just started helping out my friends she's a creative director for a magazine. And she was like, you are not doing anything. Get out of your house, come sit on my set, help out. So it was helping out with like, bring me this, hand me this, you know, I didn't know what anything was called. So it was just like pointing at things and fetching things and coffees and stuff like that. And then the next day it was like, they gave me a little bit more responsibilities. And it was like, now you're in charge of the fan, make sure people, if they look like they're hot, point the fan at them you know it's like a tiny space and too many lights and like really the the bottom of the indie space like everyone's in it we're sweating we're having we're you know we're creating and uh kind of like that and my friend was like try to do this in film because it was photography at that point mm -hmm. um because it's, it's a longer day it's more weeks it's not just one couple days of shooting so kind of went on craigslist found a student film applied they loved me for my free work and uh, kind of started from there and kind of just grew from this little, little short film and meeting people and kind of every next project was a little step to the side or a little step forward. So it was just make friends with everybody. We don't know who's going to blow up tomorrow. We don't know whose project is going to get greenlit tomorrow. We're all trying to do something bigger than ourselves in this industry. So it's just like started with little films then got onto some cool, got onto Dark Knight Rises, the Batman movie, as a PA still, very bottom of, very bottom tier. We're fetching stuff. We're not a union. We are stopping people in the sidewalks when a car chase is happening behind us. You know, like very minimal, minimal responsibilities still, but on a big, big movie. And that kind of lent me to find. Somebody liked, somebody thought I was funny or friendly. Michelle Roca is her name. I know who it is. She tapped me on the shoulder on the last day. We we're getting back to crew parking in the van. And she said, can I get your number? I wasn't a part of her group or anything. She just was like, you seem cool, calm, collective and not crazy. <laughs> and we need some people on my show. Give me your phone number. And ever since then, I've been in TV. Michelle Roca, she did it. Ah, but it's always, it's always one person, right? That it's just like that tiny little, it's, there's so many like walls between things and like one person like reaching over and pulling you in is literally all you need. And then you have to just prove yourself after that sink or swim after that for sure. But you do need that like ally in the door a lot. It's just, it's kind of like the double edged sword of this industry is you need somebody to help you in. And then after that, it's you like it's up to you to lose your job. You don't right. get fired. You don't get fired in this industry. Rarely. You just get not invited back. You don't. You don't <laughs> That's what... for the next day. You just. Nobody says anything. Nobody told you you did a bad job. They just go. We'll find somebody that can do it better with a better attitude or whatever the, the problem was, you know? Yeah, that's what I that's what I hear about um, when it comes to Hollywood that, uh, you know, you, you need that step in and, and then it's, then it's, then it's up to you. And I mean, and it's a feast or famine, right? You know, it's, 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 it's for a long time. It's famine. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. hard. You, you don't want to just say yes to everything, but you kind of do at the beginning because you're scared. You're like, who could I meet on the set? Who could 
you know, and it's a lot of dreaming and it's a lot of you make this movie in your head that's like, I'm going to go work on this small film and that director's going to blow up and take us all to his next thing. And, da, 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 and it happens and it happened to me on a very small, tiny scale where you do grow with people. You you don't necessarily jump straight up. You're growing with your peers. So whoever you're making movies with, one person goes up and then goes, oh, you want to come with me? You know, like this industry is all about who you like to hang out with for 18 hours a day. If you can't be around these, if you can't be around somebody for that long and not want to hate them or not need to, you know, scream or rip your hair out, then that person can't be your buddy in this job. We just spend so much time with each other. There's, there's like almost not a resume necessary. The word of mouth carries more weight definitely in this industry. So it's like, I'd say Mr. Cox, who's available that you know, versus like putting a post up and getting resumes and going through resumes. It's who do you like? All my people are working. You, you seem to have a good head on your shoulders. You don't like, you like good people, you know? And then <laughs> if you have somebody who has been good worker for you, you'll bring them on easy. If not, then you might have that story where it's like, I'm trying to help somebody else get in. And mm -hmm. they might be a little bit green and they might need to be a little bit of handholding. And, but you know, that's still that, like, we're always trying to help each other get the best person we can in that slot because we are all working with that same person. One department suffering means all departments are suffering. So we, we really, it's, it really is just a big machine. Like any one thing can just take your good day to suffering so fast. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, yeah, that, well, that's a testament, right? You know, it takes perseverance to, to stick through things and, uh, and to do what you're going to do. So, you know, you, you talk, one thing I saw, okay, what's the, what's the thing that you worked on about something with Santa dog saving Christmas or okay. something? What's that one? Cause you know, I'm a Christmas freak. So it says before it, it says you worked on some horror films. And then it was this one. So I don't know. Is it is it uh, one of the same? It was same the same. It was this, my same boss. And he was just like diversifying the kinds of movies he was making. Mm -hmm. So horror was doing well. We made a mummy movie. We made a vampire movie. We made a mummy versus Frankenstein movie. Like super cool stuff. I went to New Mexico to supervise this mummy movie in a turquoise mine as a like tomb it was cool and then the christmas dog one we did in arizona and it's three the three dogateers save christmas and it's these three little fluffy dogs work with santa to save christmas okay so and now is that out in youtube or how do you how That's do we like, see I just all of our i guess everything just modernized over to like streaming so everything this whole big catalog of weird movies that i made and that christmas one is on Tubi now. I think that's is on great. Tubi now. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, cuz I think what we'll do is uh once I once this goes into post, you know, this is our video portion of it and I make all all of my podcasts into audio too. And okay. then under show notes, I'll make sure that we uh we send that over cuz I'm going to watch that today. Now that I understand what cuz I looked around for it and I couldn't see it yesterday. So, yeah. I said, I'm going to ask him about that, because if I'd have known about it, I would have watched some of these beforehand and, uh, and it's, seen what, what you've done. It's kind of, again, this is like the indie, the indie version of a movie, so be kind. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's also this very much this industry. It's a small group of people going out to Arizona three times for two weeks at a time to shoot a bunch of dogs in very small sections of their action because the thing they tell you not to do movies with is animals and babies. And we did a bunch of animals in this one. So <laughs> the idea of we're going to be able to bang it out in one shot was like not even a thought process kind of thing. We needed that time with the dogs to learn new beats to then help us save time by film when filming. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, it's the whole, it's this whole funny process, but basically it's like me and some other people like holding the dogs very kindly 
off camera or, you know, like our hands are off camera, like, or they're sitting in the frame. They're adorable little dogs. Um, yeah, we had a blast. Well, there's two things about it, right? I'm, I'm a dog fanatic. You know, I'd rather hang out with dogs than people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and Christmas, you know, they're, 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 they're two of my favorite things. So I, I said, I'm going to go check that out. I'm going to go see what that's about. So, um, but right. It's all that just like this, just like when I, when I took up podcasting, you know, if you go listen to number one, it's a lot different than it is today. You know, as, as, as things, as things progress, your, uh, you know, your comfort level on a mic and everything else becomes different. So, um, but it seems like you like the back end of things. Is that correct? The, the creative side of things, whether it's um, producing I, and directing and stuff like that. And have you been on camera? I just, I mean, I've been on camera reluctantly. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's always the bottom, the bottom PA assistant. That's like, Oh, and now go be the homeless guy in the back of the shot, you know, now go, <laughs> you know, do a quick cross, you know? So it's like, yeah. Have I been in front of camera? Yes. Do, willingly not every time and um i definitely like the the creating for so long i was a part of the actual filming part of it so the executing part and just like dreaming of the part that's before that and before that before before that where it's just like all the planning stuff and where the the script gets built and you're like this is the plan and then the director gets that and goes okay now i have my plan <laughs> on how I'm going to pull off your plan. And then you get like everyone's heads together and you're like, okay, does everybody buy into this plan? Or is there a better idea in there to make this plan the best that it could be? And then you go and do the part that I did for so long where you just show up and make it. Right. So for so long, just like seeing what it takes to go from the page to the screen. And I was very lucky to be on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for basically the whole run of it, seven seasons. I came in at the end of season one and kind of stayed with them on and off for the rest of their run and just got to see a crazy action ensemble cast show and how that's made every day as my job. So kind of was like free school. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. You, we, well, that's like anything else, right? You know, uh, it's right. There's textbooks, there's like forms in, in martial arts and then there's fighting. Uh, so, you know, there, 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 there's what you learn, uh, the static learning and then the reality of what's, what's about to come down and the experiences that you get. So I think that's, uh, there's definitely a correlation between the two for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's how, now, is there anybody that you've come across that you've got to work with, more on a recognizable level that you've enjoyed is there somebody out there that uh um, actors wise or on any of your sets actors i i've discovered a new love for actors in this profession because they're the featured they're the featured thing in any of these products, right? They're the face. So without them, like a lot of, like some of these shows don't exist without them. Like that's how they get greenlit is their, this face, this person, there's this resume. So mm -hmm. I, within that, there's a lot of weight. To, there's a lot of stress and weight to that. So like really being a part of the AD department and you're involved in catching the actors in the morning, making sure they're in the, they got their breakfast, making sure they're getting ready. So you spend a lot of time with these people and you kind of get to see them throughout, kind of experience their stress throughout the day. Cause you know, your stress and mm -hmm. just these, these guys feel a lot of pressure every day to perform. And they literally are performing for everyone, the crew, the cameras, and then eventually the audience. So yeah. I, I have such a respect for these guys that come in and just, do their homework, learn crap ton of lines the night before the pages changed. They're such pros. And I mean, I fall in love with so many of them as professionals. Um, it would just be mean to name one and not all of them. Yeah. 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 I guess that's true. Right. I guess that's, I guess that's, that's, uh, that's definitely a, a true statement. I, I've, I've been on, uh, I've been on some sets, you know what I mean? For sure. I've known some, um, 
Uh, we had a Power good. Ranger in my in my karate class. Yes, that was Blake Foster. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you can go back and look at at my podcast. I I did one with Blake and you can see him. He just did a a professional fight and uh, um, his first professional fight to the Red Pile Ranger. It was blue against red. And and he smoked him, like smoked him. And uh, you can see his serious transformation. But yeah, so if you go back and look at Blake Foster, you can look him up on, 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 on that for sure. Yes, that's definitely... Uh, the Power Ranger. I think Don Gross used to be around in that in those days too. He was that child actor that was on Best of the Best and um, and did all that. He was in the school all the time when you were there too. And so yeah, we had a couple of them, uh, you know, kids uh, that definitely uh, did you know did martial arts for sure. The uh, and I think, you know, you'd remember him as Casey Coleman when he was there and Justin Reese, mm-hmm. you were there at those times too. But, you know, his sister is the the blonde on Facts of Life. You know what I mean? So we had all that. And I've been on set. You know, they would hire me, especially for Edon, to go on set and do security. And, you know, it was a little bit different back in those days. I mean, the you had to kind of watch those the kid actors, you know what I mean? They, they, they'd work them to death back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, uh you know, trying to keep them safe online and stuff like that. So, yeah, I've had a little bit of a little bit of this and that on, on set. You know, it's always kind of intrigued me. I think that's why I've always enjoyed kind of the podcasting. I do all the video editing for black belt testings and stuff like that. You know, now that we back in your day, I don't think I, I, I wasn't doing videos of the black belt team. It's a little bit different. I believe that you were probably just in front of a panel back in those days and Mm-hmm. You know, you had a black belt test that you had to do and stuff. Now it's a big production. You know, I, I, you know, I, it's a six month time frame. You got to go through pre-test and I film all this stuff. And then on black belt testing day, I, I edit a video and you can go back and look at them. I think, I don't know how far back it goes, but, um, you know, the years and years I've done that and that's what's got me into the creative side. So, you know, using, um, well, I started at iMovie and then, okay, Final Cut Pro, and I've become, mm-hmm. you know, pretty proficient in doing that because I'm the one that did it all. You know, you, that's right. That's what it is. I guess when you're doing creative stuff like yourself, I know what I want to see in my in the martial arts, and I've learned how to film what I want and not mm-hmm. have a bunch of extra garbage. And uh, mm-hmm. and so I've, I've enjoyed that. So I've always kind of been intrigued in that industry as it is. And I don't know if I really want to dabble into it for sure, but, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely one of those, uh, one of those, anybody that's into two, I see they're all feast or famine unless they're, they're, they're super, you know, and then I've had, I don't know if you know this, but I, you know, so I, you know, we have the one director that's here, um, Myron, he is the, he's another black belt of mine. That's the keyboard player for earth, wind and fire. Mm-hmm. And so I've got to see the music side of, of production and stuff like that. And it's not a glamorous life either in the back room. Trust me before they go on stage. It's, it's, right. it is a lot of hard work. So, um, well, let's talk about what you're doing now for yourself. I mean, this is what, you know, intrigued me to call you to, to get online with me so we can put some more stuff out there for you to, to raise some money. So I think you've told me you've, you've tried before and now you're, you're back at doing something that's your production, something that you're putting together. Let's talk about what that is and what, what that looks like. Yeah. Um, this time is kind of my first time leading my own project. So before I was producing somebody else, uh, you know, finding material that I believed in and kind of helping them execute it. And now it's kind of building the plan, the ideal, the most ideal plan uh, to set to set the shooting part up for success and having full control and kind of being able to step back and say, what what is the one project that you want to kind of shoot your shot with? and kind of show that you have these abilities um, and kind of help help create something that will, will help me level up out of this assistant world that I'm in that's taught me a lot, but I'm kind of ready to kind of do my own, to kind of take a take a stab, do a little dive, do a little jump. That's great. So what is it, 
what is it you're doing? What's your project called and okay. what's it about? Let's talk about that. So the working title right now is um, Surviving the Big One with Notes from Mom. And it's this concept of we're in the future, there's some kind of global crisis and a mom is running out of time to pass on all this knowledge to her kids before she dies of this tragedy. And so, the, so she has a survival book that's kind of helped her. And so she's just filling the margins up with anything she can think of recipes, advice, um, you know, knowledge about this, this catastrophe that's, that's happening and just trying to cram it full of everything she can. And at the same time, we follow the kids a little bit further along and you would do a little time jump with the kids while we see mom just writing, 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 we kind of see the kids living this survivalist rural life and um, kind of following the rules and everything of the book. And then two kind of strangers trespass onto their property and they kind of go into survivalist mode, like protector, defenders mode. So it's kind of drawing that line between it's playing the, the line of family and survival and what what is a family, you know, mm -hmm. is is anyone's definition of family more right than anybody else's? Does it even matter? Or, you know, it, once you once you all can look at each other and say, we're a family, we're a family, you know, and we'll do what it takes to protect each other and to, uh, you know, carry carry on and continue the way of life as best so, as possible. Does that mean that did you write this yourself then? Mm -hmm. So you've written you've written this and now you're ready to produce this. So you're looking for people to be part of it. You're looking for funding now. That's mm -hmm. the next part of this, correct? We did so. we did the the blueprint of the script based on like everything that I've learned along the way basically. What's the best, cheapest, most efficient cuz because cheapest does not always mean good, <laughs> you know? So where can you cut True. corners and where can you not and where shouldn't you? <laughs> right. So it's kind of built this one location short film that doesn't travel a lot of time. There's not like a lot of makeup changes. There's not a lot of outfit changes. You're just trying to maximize everything that you can to save money while showcasing the story that has a lot of heart mm -hmm. at the time so you're trying to do both i'm trying to maximize the business and the story at the same time and showing off that i can do both so what's what's the so what's the time frame of this is there is this like a one of these mini type films that It'll be a short, film. It's, a short gonna, film it's gonna play probably to a, less than 15 minutes it's um it's a beginning, middle, end of a, a nice little story, but it also services as a proof of concept for a greater story. Or mm -hmm. this could be the opening, the opening of this bigger story and continue on telling it. So it's kind of uh, twofold in that sense that we're trying to tell a good story and then trying to see if it can have a life, uh, if, if it can have a life as a short film in a festival or if it can have a life as another um, iteration of itself, whether it's a series or a movie, it's just, it's, it's showing off a concept and then showing off a story and proving that it's strong enough to, to do well as itself and then do well as something else. So that's, that's interesting to me. So I, you know, this is, this is, this stuff's new to me. So I'm, so is, can you produce something that's, that's a short film, and then it, it can go, it can take off, it can have legs and somebody else can expand on it or, yeah, there's no, or yourself. There's no like one path to, to uh -huh. writing or to any of these kind of weird things. There's kind of like, you can start on a path and then like go over here and then you can still get to this place you want to. And there's no true one road in the sense. So mm. we can make the short film. It can have a film festival run and somebody could like it in that chain and they could say hey what else do you have or what what else could this be 
and that could help us get somewhere else with this. And that would help me, you know, level up to be seen as something that I haven't done yet. And then that same thing could happen in, we could just put on YouTube or, you know, people have right. a lot of success. You can build a fandom and have the success come after the fandom. There's so many weird, weird ways to get studios and there and like, I guess, green light people's attention. Like they love, they love books. Did it start as a, did your idea start off as a book? They love that. Does mm -hmm. your, does it already have a following? Does it have a social media presence? They love that. And it's like, do I fulfill any of those things? No. So <laughs> it's just like trying to set this project up to be the best thing. If somebody can only see one thing of mine, then I want it to be this. And then I want, I think that this gives me the best shot at growing and doing more of this. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's super, that's super interesting to me. I, I, I've not, you know, I've seen these and you know, that I know that there's another person that I had a, uh, my nephew that passed away two years ago, a firefighter, and uh, he is he is featured in one of these small films that go that got some uh, quite a bit of acclamations to it anyway. But so I'd never known it. But you said something else in here. You said, you know, you're like, hey, you know, you were jokingly saying be kind. And these are indie. What's an indie film? What does that mean? I, I think at the most basic level, it just means money, how much money is okay. it the the money definition helps you kind of understand all the parameters parameters of that it's not necessarily a big studio movie with a lot of money behind it mm -hmm. most of the time it's it's like a passion project for somebody like a director a well-known director or a well-known actor and they kind of get the wheels turning of these projects and they get these smaller projects going and so i see anything on a smaller budget just falls under this indie space or anything that's not tied to a major studio or network could also be considered indie, but that would also just could just be quantified on money too. Yes. So that's, that's, yeah. Cause I, I listened to, I heard that term and I, and so this, yeah, that, I guess that has more to do with budgeting than, than what, what else it is. So where, so where does your expert lie? Now, what do you have to get for yourself now, Alessandro? So you, you're, you've kind of come up with this idea. Are you filming yourself? Are you, do you go look for people that's going to help you do the filming part? Do you have people that do the editing part? Um, you I, a one man show. What does that look like? I have built a core team, um, as far as kind of like my best friends, collaborators for years now. And it's kind of like, when I was thinking of like, okay, if I get my one shot, who am I, who, who am I, who's to my right and who's to my left. And it's my longtime writing partner and um, creative collaborator, Tyler Hampong and Jamie Miller. And they kind of have their own production company and they kind of focus on shooting smaller projects for people. Mm. Um, so they, they, and they're, they're, they're also actors. So it's, it's this village mentality and how can we support each other on every project that we do? And not every time do we get to shine in each other's projects because sometimes you're, sometimes you're doing the heavy lifting and sometimes you're, you're not. And it's kind of like a, like a rotation village scenario where it's like, we're collectively creating things to help each other grow and for me, maybe not every time do I get to do the job that I want to, but every once in a while you do. <laughs> yes. I, so what is your, so tell me the goal between what you're doing here then. So you're, um, this stuff intrigues me. Okay. Cause it, you're, uh, you know, uh, a lot of things go back to when I, even myself, you know, I wanted to, uh, have this martial arts school. I was just a machinist back in the day and I was cleaning pools when I, when I opened up mm -hmm. the studio, you know what I mean? And I knew that I had to be creative and to keep something like this open and make it become a business and, and stuff like that. So, uh, it intrigues me to listen to your story on how you're trying to, you have this vision, right. And now you're trying to, uh, it correlates so much with martial arts anyway. Totally. And, 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 the and, and, uh, you know, the ups and downs and the beatings that you take in, in the, in the, whether it's uh you know on a daily 
or the beatings you're taking in a ring. It just doesn't matter. It's the same thing and how you mm-hmm. come out of it and what do you learn from the negatives from it to to further what what you want to see. So when you're when you're doing this, what's your ultimate goal is you want to see this thing come to life. And are you looking, uh, is this a, uh, to hope to get to a next level or this is a message you want to get out? Um, I think it's a little bit of, I think it's, uh, it's, it's hard because I'm quantifying it as like my, if I'm going to get one, if I'm get if I get one, this is my one, you know, at this level mm-hmm. to kind of prove myself and to, you know, sharpen my teeth on it. So it's like, I want this, I want to prove, I want to prove that I can tell a story that I could uh, support it visually as a director with all, you know, take the audience on this cool roller coaster, prove myself as this, these two new professions that I don't have under my belt as professions, you know, writer, director, and then kind of take it and show, hey, I did it on this level. I I took this much money and made it look like this much money. Let, you know, trust me with your money, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. on the next one. And that's what, that's what it, that's what these all kind of are. It's like you were saying the you're getting better at your microphone skills. You, you're upgrading your microphone. Your te- you know, like everything kind of levels up along the way. And at one point, you're just like, it's happening. And we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that you know that's why I think it's it super intrigues me listening to what you what you're doing. I, I because when I first started even the podcasting, believe it or not, I, I started podcasting just so I can have a legacy. So uh, something happens to me uh, where, you know, people are able to, uh, you know, my kids are able to go back and say, this is my dad and this is what he spoke about. This is what he believed in. This is what, you know, how he, you know, how he did life. And uh, that's what it really started out is. And then when I went on this journey, when I had lost a lot of weight and uh, people started asking questions on how I did it or you know, how did I get into the, into having to be, how do you teach self-discipline and then have to lose a hundred over a hundred pounds? I mean, it just doesn't correlate. Right. And then, and how to, uh, get my story out there to, to help. And this is kind of where I started. And so, yeah, I'm super, well, first of all, you know, being, seeing that you're one of my black belts on top of it, uh, out getting after it, you know what I mean? Uh, and it's, it's like a fight, man. You're in the ring and you're getting pounded and some rounds are going to be good and some rounds aren't going to be so good. And you're trying to achieve this, this goal. And, uh, you know, I want to, uh, I'm, I personally want to do something to, to try and help further that. So I'm, I'm just super intrigued. So I'm asking all these questions. Cause I just don't, I know that I just didn't, I didn't have nothing. I had, I had my iPhone and this, and then as things continue to grow, um, and my audience grows, then I have, you know, I, I've probably done just what you've done. I've upgraded equipment to make things look a little more professional. I've got a coach, you know what I mean? I went and got a podcasting coach to help me, uh, yeah. you know, know how to interview better and how not to go, um, and, uh, uh, you know what I mean? And so when I, even when I listen to myself after I'm done, I'm like, I'm taking notes going, what are you doing, bro? And, uh, <laughs> so that's, that's just, it's, it's super intriguing. And I think it's awesome that, uh, you want to, uh, you know, not many people do what you're going to do, man. It's sink or swim, man. And even when you sink, okay, the lessons learned from the, yeah. you know, the lessons learned from my losses way outweigh the the lessons learned from my wins. I can tell you that. And, mm-hmm. and so you've probably had plenty of those and this is where you're ready to jump, jump to the next level. So what, what is it that you need now? What is it that you've set up that your goal is that's going to help you s- see this through? So you have a funding page set up, correct? Mm-hmm. What kind of money does it take for this to happen? What, what what does it look at? The what? So it takes a lot of money, <laughs> and it takes it literally takes a village. And um, the other part that we tried to not do is be, you know, greedy of just asking for a lot of money and just padding every, you know, like we're this money is going to help us pull this off, but this money still has us wearing a lot of hats and doing a lot of things ourselves and keeping our crew small still helps us and helps us keep our location fees down and all of that. So it's, 
it's really a balance of what what really is essential to pull off these beats and these moments that you want to show and feature and then what you know can you what is the fat what can you cut out before you like you're saying what can we cut out before you shoot it before you even record it like mm -hmm. what stuff can you get rid of like let's save time let's not even do that right the, i think the stronger that's... plan you have up front the less you know there is there is like a beautiful magic to finding something in an in post you're like a moment that wasn't expected or you know building something new that wasn't scripted but it's so much safer to have that plan going into it and then discovering something new on top of it versus trying to discover something in post the plan is just it just sets you up for more success all around um knowing what you need knowing what you could want and knowing what you what is a want and kind mm -hmm. of prioritizing it that way so um so i'm sure like you said it takes a village so i'm sure you have people that it, just like i do you know i mean i've had the same i mean you remember nathan carlin he's still with me and i've always had my core people that have just kind of stuck with me um uh, building this thing and so uh you know i get that so where what kind of money um Oh, sorry. I didn't answer the money part. Yeah. What kind um, of money does it take? How, I mean, what, what are you looking at? You got a GoFundMe page now. So so our goal on this page will get it'll help us get completely through post. Like we're not we're not going to do ask again for money to get mm -hmm. us through post like this gets us through filming. All the way through to delivering our music, everything for our film. Could could it be done for more money? Of course. Uh huh. <laughs> We're pulling favors. We have friends and family discounts all over the place. Um, people are volunteering their time uh, to help with a lot of remote things that they can help with. Um, but our tangible number that we're shooting for is 16,000. The last mm -hmm. time I looked, we were at 13,000. Uh -huh. And it's the it's literally every day I go like, is this my life? I'm just like, <laughs> is this my life? People are just, people are trusting me with their money and money's tight right now for a lot of people. And this is probably like the worst time to find the courage to launch my dreams. But it's, it's, I don't feel like anyone should feel like they have, they have to take a financial hit to help me out. Like any sharing this story, helping an artist even helps me because then, you know, it's staying in the, it's staying in the artist family. Um, I, it's, it's kind of something that we like, we're ingrained in with karate. It's like, if somebody can, if you can help somebody, help somebody. If you can't help somebody try anyways, you know, it's like, it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be money. It can be sharing the campaign. It can be like doing a like, um, all that's all the eyeballs help. Like every, every little thing helps a, a thumbs up that all helps. Yes, I well, I agree with that. So I will, yeah, you'll definitely see from me because I'm going to invest in you. I'm going to invest in it today, and uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know what I mean? I want to see it. I want to see it through. You know what I mean? I want to see you get to your goal and uh, and pass. So, you know, I'll encourage my my audience to, uh, you know, hey man, let's pitch in for for one of our black belts, man. And uh, you know, because every every ten every ten fifteen twenty hundred dollars is is all goes to to um you know to further to further somebody else's uh dream people invested in me lissandro um you know i had this and i was told many times that I, I wouldn't make this thing happen you know what i mean i was told i i can't tell you how many countless times i was told that it's hard to have a studio you know um you know, I don't, I, I never went to college really. I did some college. College wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm a pretty hardcore type of dude. And, uh, that was just told that it's not gonna. And I said, uh, you, I said, not only am I going to make it happen, they will come to me for advice. Trust me. Yeah. And that's what I made my, um, my life's mission. And when I, from, you know, I tried to pay that back too from when I could, um, 
help others, uh, you know, see through their, you know, what their goals and dreams are, then I, I want to do the same thing. So, you know, it's obvious that you, if you've raised the kind of money you have already, it's obvious that you've already, um, interjected yourself into other people's lives. Okay. And they, and they see something in you that is worth, uh, investing in. And I know, I, I know you and I know your family and then you're, you know, not to mention that you, you came from a different country here to, uh, to live. Right. And your, your parents brought you here when you were a young man, you were only five, I think mm-hmm. you, when you came here, correct. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's definitely a, uh, a worthy goal. I think that, I, you know, I just want to see, I just want to see you, uh, fulfill it. I can't wait to see when it's done. Right. And, uh, we're going to come back and look at this. And then, uh, I think the next, the next thing I'd like to see is have you get it done. Right. You, you knock this thing out of the park and then, uh, we talk about the ups and downs of what it was like to make it, you know what I mean? And now, now it's done and we can look back on this, on, on today and go, uh, remember we talked about this and, and now here it is to come to fruition. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not Joe Rogan by any means, but, uh, I know that I have a lot of black belts that listen to my stuff and, and old black belts that will, will come together and, and, and support each other from the studio. It's just, it's, it's the way the studio is, it's the way it's always been built. And they're going to remember you some, every time I do this from back in the nineties, when you guys were training, it is, I get a lot of comments going back. Oh my gosh. I remember, I remember mm-hmm. Lissandro. I remember, you know, though, you know, getting a black belt is one thing. It's just in your life that you're not going to forget. It was, it's not an easy thing and not everybody does mm-hmm. it. And guess what? Uh, producing a film of your own is not an easy thing and not everybody does it. So it doesn't surprise me that somebody that could take their music, their love for music and get full ride scholarships, um, go do, uh, and listen to your little story here, right? You're going, you played the clarinet, right? And then you, you need to be a tuba so you can go do something. You're like, okay, I'm just going to learn what I need to learn on that. And then off I go. And then from there, somebody recognizes you're from there and you get a full ride scholarship and then you come back and you're just doing this. So when we live life, I believe we're so in the middle of it, we don't really see the blessings and the fortitude that we had as we forge through uh, what we want to do. Because we never, we never, here's the thing I know in asking all my students all the time. If I asked them a negative thing about themselves, they can fire off everything to me. I, I probably up to 10. 10, 10 things. I don't do this well. I don't do that well. When I ask them, what is it you've forwarded to? What is it you've driven through? What is it you've done in life that that's good? What have you, tell me something good about you. And they just can't do it. Right. You know, they give, well, I'm kind of, you know, I'm nice, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, and you have that spirit about you. I can see, I can see it. Hey, you had it as a young guy. Uh, you still have it today. You have this uh, humble type spirit about yourself. This is probably why, people kind of gravitate towards you. So I know that, um, uh, you're going to get whatever this goal is that you're going to get. And I can't, you know, I'm super stoked that, uh, I was able to reach out to you when you, I mean, you just kind of called me out of the blue. I think, I think you sent, you yeah. sent me something right. And said, uh, so obviously I'm trying to do a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, Mr. Cox, I'm trying to do this, you know, you think you can, can jump in and, uh, I, and, of course, I'm going to jump in uh, with both feet. You know what I mean, and and you know I'm going to support you both financially and uh, and you know on this on this cast, and we'll see what we can do. Uh, I'll guarantee you that uh, uh, we're going to come back here and we're going to have uh, some smiles on our face and say, "Okay, man, I did it." You know, whether it's what you what you envisioned or or, or not envisioned, it's gonna. It I think it's going to come to fruition, and I think you know you take your martial arts training. Uh, we talk about perseverance and, and, and self-discipline on, on a daily, and mm-hmm. it takes all that to do this. So, and I think that you're going to do, I think you're going to do awesome. I think it's pretty proud of you to be, to be honest with you. I think that's going to be, it's good to see. It's good to see you guys become uh, men of your own and, and off doing the dreams that you wanted to do. Cause that's what I do. This was my martial arts school was a dream. I, I had the goal. You weren't even in my goal yet. <laughs> I had the, uh, I, I, I used to be in the machine shop and I used to have my goals on my machine. And I was like, 
I am going to have a school one day and I'm going to have a hundred black belts, you know, and I just thought a hundred black belts, there's no way, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what, how, what, but I said, I'm just going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to put my head down and do it. And then you were number 63. And before we knew it, we had a hundred, you know, in a bigger school and, and we're moving on. So, and same thing happened to me, just so you know, I just happened to get into people that wanted to, uh, invest in me. And one of them is a mentor that didn't even know me just so you know he when i first opened the studio i wasn't i thought in six months i'm going to close this thing down because i just don't know business of it and i saw him in black belt magazine his name's terry brumley and and he said you come you find a way to get your ticket here and you stay at my house and you stay here for a week and i want to teach you how to run a martial arts school and he's the one that turned my life around and we are still mentors and friends today so, you know, uh, keep, uh, keep on going and, and doing what you, what you do, you know, and I think I'm gonna let you have the last words. So tell me, you know, whether it's your martial arts or whether it's your business here, what you're doing now, um, why don't you tell, tell the other ones how you keep pressing forward to get to your goals? What, what is it you think about to get to where you want to be? Um, I think that it's, it's, it took me a long time to kind of not worry about the no's. Like people are going to say no and to not be scared to let them say no, because that's for a long time I was saying no for them. And a lot of people might say yes. And if you don't ask them and you just say no, everyone's going to say no, then you, you've already lost. Like you, you're battling yourself at that point. Like, take a chance on yourself and let other people maybe take a chance too. like give yourself a chance. Yeah. I think that is, uh, that is awesome (laughs) advice, by the way, on what, what you talked about there, the, uh, not to let the nose because you're going to get plenty of those. Okay. I mean, they're they're all, they're all day. Listen, I was told I'm never going to do this. I cannot countless amount of times in a, a lot of times, I don't know if you've experienced this. A lot of times the one that loves us the most are the most critical of what we do because mm-hmm. they feel like we're going to get hurt in the process. So they're going to give you, you know, some negativity and you just have to, you know, forge past that. So I think that's super advice that, uh, that you gave down there. So what I need from you though, um, Lissandro is when mm-hmm. we, uh, I, I think, I, no, you know what you already did in your show notes. I have your GoFundMe. Um, account. And then, uh, I want to see, uh, I'm going to share that with everybody and, uh, you know, this will be an audio. And so once I give you the link, so you can share this link once we're done now, but for the video portion of it, but I'll send you a link also where it's audio. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if you're, I'm sure your folks will come back and listen to this and, and, and listen to you and I, but, um, share it across your platforms and tell them to share it. And uh, I think that, you know, we'll, we'll uh, I'll, I'll do my little part into how, you know, get this goal of yours met and and look forward to the end product. And I can't, you know, I can't wait to you to you send something and said, OK, man, it's, it's getting released and this is what it's going to be. All right. I, I appreciate the support so much. It's 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 weird. It's really like it's really a family like karate, like people. Mm-hmm. Even even though like we don't see each other all the time or whatever or talk to each other all the time, it's like if I run into somebody in Chatsworth when I'm visiting my parents, it's like time time has not passed. You know? Right. That's I guess that's true. Yeah, you're right about the martial arts school. The mat is a is a beautiful thing. It um uh it doesn't see political views. It doesn't see race. It doesn't see a lot of things. What it sees is people trying to come together to get a goal together. And uh, trust me, uh, I mean, everybody knows that, you you know, where I stand as far as political stuff goes. But that doesn't mean I have any any feelings against anybody else's stuff. You get on that mat. I'm going to teach you how to defend yourself and how to be a better person. And, you know, and I've learned how to do all that from all my students. And so the mat is a beautiful equalizer and it doesn't lie to you and it doesn't care about your feelings. 
mm-hmm. at all, right? You're going to, it's going to expose your weaknesses and it's going to um, exploit them and it's going to show your strengths. And so I think uh, that's the lessons you take from that. And I think you're going to do well, Lissandra. I'm super proud of you, man. I'm looking forward to this. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll post pictures. We'll, we'll keep you everybody in the loop. Sounds good, man. I want to. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a good day. Bye bye.